Hi, love, and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode, and let's get right into it. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here, you're in the right place at the right time. And if you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I am so proud of this little wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, share it on your story. I do really appreciate it. And definitely follow all of my socials. I am most active on Instagram at lovelywithlana and at lovelywithlanapod. Also, I'm just going to say this right off the bat. Please excuse my very nasally voice. I am coming out of the flu. And so while I feel fine, I just sound kind of sick. So I really apologize for the voice and the nasally tone of it. Let's set the mood. So it is currently 7.47 p.m. on a Tuesday evening and I have the lights dimmed low in my room. I have my beautiful pink LED lights on. I have my favorite drink ever, which is the Poppy. It's a probiotic soda. I have it in me with like a glass straw and some ice. So if you hear some clanging in the background, that's just me drinking it. It's my latest obsession and it's good for my gut health. And I'm just ready to chat with you. I was in school all day and I took a little walk between right after I came home from school I just felt really anxious and like there was just overstimulation if you've ever got that feeling and so of course what I did was I went on a quick little walk and of course nature is so healing after I finish recording this I'm planning on doing a bit of studying and then finishing off the night with some Pilates so I am just in a good mood but I think I'm a lot more mellow than normal because I'm a little tired all right, a high and a low. And by the way, I kept the poll up of asking you girls. I think this was in episode 89 or 90 where I asked you girls in a Spotify poll whether or not you wanted me to continue doing setting the mood and continue doing the high and low. And there was an overwhelming yes, keep doing it. And so I'm gonna fill you in on my life and just like, I guess, I don't know, maybe girls like it because it's like personal and you're not just like preaching to you or lecturing to you for an entire like 30 minutes. So whatever, I'll keep doing it if you like it. So a high is I'm feeling much better after being very sick. I got sick with the flu last Thursday. So that was like five days ago and I was horrific. Like I couldn't even go to school. My head was pounding and it was just a lot of intense weakness, um, loss of appetite, etc. It was quite horrid. And what made it worse was I had an exam on Friday. And so I had to beg the professor to let me take it whether it's online or t let me take it in the next week. Like I was begging this guy and luckily he let me take it via Zoom. It was very weird to take an exam via Zoom again after the COVID days, but we did, we did it and we got an A. So I'm quite proud of that. 
A low is the fact that I did get sick and I'm still kind of nasally. I still sound very sick and I like to breathe out of my nose. I hate breathing out of my mouth. And so when I'm congested, I like literally despise it because I like to breathe out of my nose. Um, there's actually a lot of health benefits to that, but I just personally like it because I feel like people that breathe with their mouth, it's kind of like a dog panting in like a nice way, but like, honestly, you're like kind of like a dog. So sometimes I always, I don't know, it kind of gives me the ick. That's just a weird side tangent. And finally, a shout out. So in episode 91 on how to be more productive, I asked you girls, what are topics and questions you want me to cover? Ula Rav said emotional eating would be fantastic. Well, you're in luck, Ula, which by the way, I saw you say that suggestion multiple times in the Spotify questions. So don't worry, girl, I see you. Um, but I will definitely be talking about emotional eating and just like not having a healthy relationship with food around National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. That's going to be end of February, I believe beginning of March. I will do a whole episode on that and emotional eating will be part of it because I've struggled with emotional eating in the past and I've struggled with my relationship with food in the past and I'm still learning slowly but surely how to have a healthy relationship with food and how to have balance. So that's definitely something I want to talk about. Like today, I'm even going to show you balance at its finest. I was eating a Reese's pieces peanut butter cup, right? Very sugary, probably not the best for me, whatever. And I was eating that with some cashews to balance out my blood sugar and peas, like literally sugar snap peas. And number one, sugar snap peas are kind of addictive and they're literally the best vegetable. You have to try them and you can fight me after you try them. And number two, that just shows balance. Like it shows like when you really listen to your body, your body doesn't just crave junk. Your body craves a very wide array of foods. Um, and so I think it's really important that when you heal your relationship with food, you start noticing things like, okay, I'm eating this candy, which in the past would have really triggered some bad thoughts because I would think like, oh, corn syrup is bad. Having one tiny piece of candy isn't going to kill you, babe. Anyway, and then also balancing that off with a healthy source of fat, aka the cashews, and just randomly craving sugar snap peas and craving something that's fiber rich. Like that just shows balance at its finest. And so as someone who's been through the eating disorder trenches, who has been through the binge eating trenches, who's been through just being a person on the internet, on the wellness side trenches, which if you know, you know, everyone just says something different. Like you intermittent fast, you eat like 20 meals a day, you eat like one meal a day, like people just can't decide. And I think it's really important that you figure out what's best for you. So of course I will be doing an episode on that. So today's episode came to me generally when all of my ideas come to me and that's when I'm journaling. So I want to be really vulnerable and more open on this podcast for 2024. For me, that's just something that I feel really called to. And I don't know, I just, I want to grow this podcast, but more so I want to connect with people. That's what it's all about. I genuinely don't care that much about the numbers because if I did, I would have quit by now. Like I'm not growing like millions of people. Like that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to maybe help a few people, maybe to have people feel like they're less alone. And this topic of loving yourself, of hating yourself, I think it's not talked about. People don't want to talk about it. Like, of course, I love to put this pretty picture on the internet of like, look at me and I do self-care and I do bubble baths and I do all of these things for myself and I get my nails done and I get flowers. But if it's coming from a place of just doing it for social media, that's a lie. And I caught myself doing this a lot in the past where I would say, love yourself. I would say, love your body. I would say, love who you are as a person, but then 
behind closed doors outside of social media, I was tearing myself apart. I was saying really nasty things to myself and I was destroying my self-confidence and I let myself take so much beating, just mental beating from myself. And I lowered my standards for friendships. I lowered my standards for what I would find attractive in a guy. I lowered my standards everywhere. And I learned over the past few weeks that like, I really need to learn how to love myself again because it's me and me, right? Like when you think about yourself, you are the first person that you wake up to every morning and you're the last person that you are next to you know, metaphorically going to bed. You are with yourself all the time when you're in the bathroom, when you are, you know, sick, when you are angry, when you are crying, when you are in an exam, when you are stressed out, when you are happy, like you are with yourself everywhere. And if you don't learn to love yourself, then you're always going to feel the sense of like emptiness. You're just going to feel like this void. And I personally don't like this void, but it is what it is. And I think it's really important for people to be able to step back and realize, okay, why do I not like myself? What are things that I hate about me and how can I change them? And when I was reflecting on my self-hatred that I've struggled with, I think my self-dislike, borderline self-hatred, it led me to develop a lot of things. First off, it led me to, of course, develop anorexia, yay for me, in a bad relationship with food and my body because I didn't find myself worthy unless I reached like a certain weight. I didn't find myself worthy unless I looked a certain way, unless I ate a certain way. I needed all these labels, right? I needed to be like the healthy one, the skinny one, the runner, the Pilates girl, the this, the weightlifting girl. Like I'm kind of sick and tired of putting a label on myself. Like I am not one person. I'm not one niche. I'm a lot of different things. And I think when you give yourself the freedom to just be yourself, like genuinely, all of your weird quirks, the fact that you can't like stick to one workout program, you have to do like all 20 different workout types, like that's okay. And I stopped trying to fit myself into a box. I stopped even, I mean, this helped heal my relationship with food so much is I stopped putting my food in a box. Like I stopped saying I need to eat X amount of times a day. I can't eat snacks or I can eat snacks or I can't eat before this or I have to stop eating. Like I just genuinely stopped caring. And when I stopped caring, my body normalized and it showed me how it wanted to eat, not how I was convincing myself I needed to eat. And that is just so powerful. And later on, beyond, you know, eating disorder and relationship with food, I developed really strong anxiety. I would have panic attacks to the point of shaking. Like I literally was shaking. I was running to the bathroom sick. Like my stomach was nauseous before any exam, before any job interview. And sometimes even around people, I would just feel this sense of overwhelm and overstimulation around everything and everyone. And luckily I'm about out of both of those issues, but my low self-worth and my lack of self-love can definitely manifest in so many ways. And your lack of self-worth and lack of self-love probably manifests in many different ways as well. Maybe every time you walk by the mirror, you tear yourself apart. Maybe you don't set up boundaries with friends. Maybe you let yourself get walked on or bullied. Maybe you don't take care of yourself by not eating nourishing foods, by eating too much or eating too little. Maybe you cut down on sleep and self-care to make time for other people because you find your worth in people-pleasing. You find your validation in others. Like there are so many ways that both you and I probably struggle with lack of self-love and I'm working on my self-love actively and I'm trying to be even more conscientious of this because at the end of the day, 
it's you, me and me, right? It's you and you at the end of the day. Like you are going to be there on your deathbed at the end of the day. Your husband might not be there. Your friends probably won't be there. You know, you need to learn how to love yourself because then you can support yourself through all of the journeys that life will take you on because life is crazy. Life is hectic and life is so confusing. I think I've even noticed improvements in myself after I started to be very conscious of how I treated myself and how I loved myself. So I got sick last week, as I've mentioned already, and I physically didn't feel well. I notified my professors and a few years ago, even last year, I would have just said toughen up and I would have made myself go, even though physically it would have been very, very challenging because I was running a fever and I was very exhausted. However, I don't do that to myself anymore. Like I find myself more worthy than a grade, than any exam. Like I don't, gen if you think that me being sick is somehow like I want to be sick to skip an exam, that's not how it works. Like I genuinely wanted to take an exam. I couldn't, I got sick, but my self-worth and my health, my physical and mental well-being is more important than any grade, any exam, any paycheck, anything. And so when I told that to a professor and he was flexible with me, so if some reason, if Professor Bao, you're listening to this, thank you. But some professors are just like not, they don't care, right? And you need to be able to advocate for yourself and have enough self-love and self-respect that say, I am sick. I'm not going to push myself for a grade. My worth and my value does not come from a grade from an exam. However, I want a good grade and so I will contact my professor and I will try to find a solution to this. But like I love and respect myself enough to not force myself to go to school when I'm feeling super unwell. And that is something that I couldn't do a few years ago. So this is an episode to the girls that like me struggle to love themselves. So whether you don't like your body or your skin or your voice or your personality or your grades or your habits or your entire life, this is an episode for you to find comfort in knowing you are not alone and knowing that yes, you can heal, you can fall in love with yourself and your life. Hi loves, before we get into the episode, I have to let you know about a small company I'm absolutely thrilled to be partnering with, Matinee Candle Co. Matinee Candle Co. sent me some of their candle care items and honestly, it has changed my self-care to a new level. The candle care items are so high quality and best of all, they do come in pink. I'm finally able to actually enjoy and take care of the candles I do have and it's all thanks to the candle care items I received. If you want your own candle care set, be sure to go to matineecandleandco.com and use the code LOVELY10 for 10% off your order. Both the link and the code are in the show notes and they're on my link tree if you forget. Now let's jump right into the episode. Okay, so I want you to either write down in a journal or your phone notes app things that you love about your current life and don't be the Debbie Downer that's like nothing. Like there has to be something, there has to be the trees in the sky. Oh my God, what did I just say? There has to be the trees on the ground or the birds in the sky, something along those lines that you love. And while you're writing this down, notice how long it takes for you to write down yourself. Do you even write down yourself as something you love? I think one of the first things that you need to do is you need to stop viewing yourself as this horrible person. You are harder on yourself than you are on anyone else. Like you see yourself in the morning with bed head, when you're sick, when you're breaking out, when you're angry and crying, 
when you are gaining weight, losing weight, when you're runway ready, you see yourself in all of the unflattering angles. You need to just be kinder to yourself. Like you are human. You make mistakes. You're not put on this planet to be perfect, right? I think our society purposely makes you not want you to love yourself. I don't think our society wants someone to accept themselves for who they are and that doesn't mean you like can't change I don't think that's right I think you can love yourself and also want change for yourself but you need to understand that there's entire industries that are billions of dollars and they prey on your insecurities they prey on you constantly comparing yourself to other people and constantly throwing yourself under the bus for something that I mean, you're human, like you're supposed to have flaws. Think about like the weight loss industry or the plastic surgery industry, the cosmetic industry, the clothing industry, food, etc. Like all of these different industries are all so specific and they're all preying on your insecurities. I want you to keep your journal out or your phone notes app and even just think about as I talk to you, what do you love about yourself? Do you love the way you smile or the way you take care of people? Do you love your hair or your eyes? Do you love your booty? Do you love your sense of fashion? Do you love how you are so hardworking at school or work? I think the first step into learning how to love yourself is noticing all the amazing parts of you that there already are. I think too hard, we focus so much on the negatives. We focus on the habits we can't master or the fact that we're not at the right weight or we didn't do enough workouts or we didn't study enough. We always see the insecurities or the fact that we have a breakout on our forehead, but we don't notice all the other beautiful, amazing aspects of us that make us us. And a lot of times, and there's this beautiful trend going on where people are, you know, circling around the camera on like Instagram and asking, can you see my insecurity? Right. And most of the time, all of us from the outside are like, uh, no, like maybe your arms, maybe your legs, like they're just guessing by this point. It just shows that like, Our insecurities, other people genuinely don't notice them. And even if we do, it's not like we, well, most people don't really like tear someone down for that. Like I don't see someone really breaking out and like think of them as ugly just because they have acne on their faces. Like I've struggled with acne. I know what it's like. I will never like knock someone down just because of that, even in my head, even mentally. So I think it's important for us to understand that all of the flaws that you see in you, not a lot of people notice. And I think it's really important to note the things you don't like about yourself, note the things you dislike that you hate, but you need to learn to accept some of them. Now, some of them are definitely changeable. So for example, if you don't love your body, you can lose or gain weight, right? Or you can build muscle or you can go through a body recomposition. Like there's so many different ways you can do that. If you don't like your personality or your voice, you can go through patterns of changing it. If you don't like the fact you're lazy, you can work on being more productive and being more active and you know going outside taking walks working out etc if you don't like your nose you can get plastic surgery like at the end of the day a lot of the insecurities that we have are changeable insecurities we can change them we can improve all of these changes need to come from a place of self-love right like if you don't love your face and you think plastic surgery is going to fix it and then you go through plastic surgery you spend all this money 
and you're not confident because you can't buy your way into confidence. You can't buy your way into self-love and self-acceptance. I don't care how much plastic surgery you have or which workout routine you're on or what diet you're on or what fashion or what voice you have. Like you cannot change yourself into this thing because it's all in your head. Like all of your insecurities are in your head. And I think Changing yourself from a place of self-love is so powerful because you'll learn to have self-compassion with yourself over the process. And there's no like hatred, there's no bad, you know, self-talk going on when you're trying to change yourself or improve yourself. It's all like very peaceful because you're doing this out of a place of love. For example, I recently have been on a mini weight loss journey literally like not intense at all. It's literally like 10 pounds, but I just got a little fluffy over the winter and I didn't feel very confident in my body. But compared to all of the other years in the past, this is not coming from a place of like, I hate myself, right? This is not coming from a place of thinking that I'm so ugly and I'm so fat. Like granted, those are all names that I used to call myself, but now I'm noticing that I love myself enough where I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat healthy, and I'm going to eat nourishing foods, and I'm going to have a balance, and I'm going to have my little candies. It's not some kind of crazy starvation diet. It's coming from a place of self-love. For me, what I'm doing is small changes that are sustainable because I want to feel better in myself, both inside and out. See how different that is from like the different approaches where like you go on this super strict diet and you do this workout you hate. Like that's not coming from a place of self-love. That's coming from a place of self-hate. And personally, I think that when you love yourself through the journey of something like losing or gaining weight or something like clearing up your skin or something like changing your personality or changing your bad habits, those are way more likely to stick because if you do mess up, again, it's self-compassion. It's saying, okay, I'm human. I'm not perfect. Let me try again. Rather than beating yourself up and calling yourself all these terrible names and thinking that's going to get you to where you want to be. I think people need to understand that losing the weight or getting the nose or the boob job or changing the personality, that's not going to give you the confidence you want. That's not going to give you the self-acceptance. I mean, we've seen stories online where people go to plastic surgeons like billions of times. They do so much to their face and their bodies and they still don't feel confident because that is an inner problem. It's never, you are not the problem. Your body is not the problem. Your face, your skin is not the problem. Your voice is not the problem. Your personality is not the problem. The problem is inner, it's deeper. Stop trying to do all these quick fixes because learning to love yourself how you are and granted you can change yourself. Anyone can, I believe personally, anyone can get hotter. Anyone. It's not that hard. You just need to take care of yourself. Eat well, right? Put in effort into your appearance, etc. It's not that hard to look hot. The problem is people don't act hot. People aren't confident. People don't stand up straight. People don't talk in like a very like calm, commanding voice. People just aren't hot because they're insecure. And no matter how you look like, no matter what outfit you wear, how much plastic surgery you have, or how much weight you lose, your confidence can't be bought by that. Your confidence is like a quiet fire within you that you feed. You feed it by really understanding who you are on like a very fundamental level and loving yourself even with all of your flaws. And if you allow this little quiet confidence, this quiet fire to burn within you, it will burn forever. And it's this humble knowing of who you are and what you bring to the table without you trying to show off. You're not trying to prove yourself to anybody. You've already proven yourself 
to yourself, and that's just simply enough. Aside from looking at all the things you can change, of course, doing it from a place of self-love, there are ways that I have tried and am currently using to learn to fall back in love with yourself and your life. Number one, and I think this is most important, especially if you're struggling with self-love, is show yourself more compassion. Like, honestly, sometimes I look at myself running myself into the ground and I'm like, honestly, I just need to like give myself a break, give myself a little treat and sleep. If you notice yourself tired or hungry, allow yourself to lean into those. Trying to toughen it up all the time is not good. Of course, I talk all about productivity. I talk about grinding. I talk about self-improvement and those are all wonderful things. But the self-improvement community is so about being hardcore And that's a mistake. You're just going to lead to burnout. You're going to lead to people hating themselves because they think that they have to be this way. They have to be productive, etc. You can take breaks. If you're tired, sleep. If you're hungry, eat. You can be hard on yourself where it counts, but you also need to be kind and soft to yourself in other aspects. For example, I move my body every single day. That is a discipline. That is something that even when I'm sick, I find a way to move my body, whether that's like a three-minute stretch or a 10-minute walk. For me, that's important. That's a discipline. However, the soft aspect of it is I understand what my body needs that day. So some days my body needs a super sweaty HIIT workout. In other days, I'm more leaning into a walk and some Pilates. I think it's important that, yes, you have discipline in your life. You have habits that you want to build. You don't like throw away the habits out of like self-love, quote unquote, but you also learn how to be flexible and how to make sure that you're listening to yourself because oftentimes when you tune into your body and yourself, you learn that, oh, sometimes I want something like a sweaty hit workout and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I want like a super refreshing fruit bowl snack and sometimes I want some candy and that's okay. Show yourself compassion when you mess up, when you fail. So many people I see in school, they're like, oh, I can't do this homework assignment. I can't do this problem. I can't do this class. I'm going to fail. You're just setting yourself up for failure when you're doing that. You need to give yourself compassion. You know what I do when I don't understand a problem? I laugh because I find it hilarious that right now I don't know the answer, but in a couple of hours from now, after I've you know, search the internet, use ChatGPT, ask a professor, I will know the answer. You need to just be more compassionate to yourself. And trust me, this is a journey. This is something that you have to be really conscious about because I have to be conscious about it. And I've been really actually working on it this past year, but it's something that especially around like, I'm filming this right before Valentine's Day, but like around this season of love, I think it's important that we first learn how to love ourselves. Number two is embrace yourself. The good, the bad, the ugly. So I think, yes, we journaled about all of the things that we don't like about ourselves, but also all about the things we do like. And I think that you need to embrace even the bad parts, right? You need to embrace the fact that you are not perfect, that there are certain habits in you that unless you really work on it, they're going to be part of you that your face is a certain way or you always break out around that time of the month or you always are, you know, not like the skinny Instagram model no matter what diet you're on because your body was simply not built to look perfect. And I think when you start to accept who you are, like truly on a deeper level, you you gain this confidence and you also gain this kind of like very bad bitch energy. Like you understand who you are and if someone says anything about it, you genuinely don't care. Like the mental 
walls that I have because whatever someone says about certain aspects of me, like if they say my personality is too much, I laugh too loud. There are so many walls. You can't touch me there. You know why? Because, because I've been torn down like piece by piece by people. And I've learned to keep myself very strong in certain aspects of my life. And if you want to sit there and talk about my personality or my loud laugh, you honestly need to get a life. For me, I do not tolerate people making fun of other people, people making fun of my body or my personality or my grades or how I talk or anything genuinely get a life. You know what I mean? And I think I only build this kind of mindset around people talking crap about me after number one, I've been through enough. I've been through the trenches there too. A lot of people have talked crap about me, but number two is I embraced even the not great parts of me. I embrace the fact that yes, I do get very angry and I'm learning how to manage that. I embrace the fact that my body is not perfect and I'm managing that. And you know, I'm, you build up these walls when you embrace the fact that you, like you're already admitting your flaws. And so for other people, it kind of loses that spark. Like they don't even want to admit it because you already admitted it and you already owned up to like, yeah, like, you know, I do laugh really loud. Well, because you already like put it out in the universe, why would they say anything about it? Like you already know that they're just repeating what you said. So I think it's really important that you learn to really truly embrace yourself and all parts of yourself. Even if you're actively changing something, you can embrace yourself. Number three, and this is super, uh, it just is so important because it's something I struggle with and it's setting boundaries, right? Learn to say no. Learn to be like, I'm sorry, I'm really busy. I'm sorry, I don't feel like it. Like we made these plans, yes. And you are a priority in my life. However, What's more priority in my life is my mental and physical well-being. It is my academics. It is my career. And so if something overlaps and you have to cancel, I do it shamelessly. Now, this is something that I'm still struggling with because I even don't have enough boundaries when it comes to texting people and emailing people back. Like I'm that crazy person that will email you or text you back within like three minutes because I have like, I just have to like I have to respond because I feel bad because people pleasing tendencies because I get validation from other people and not myself. And that is a problem I'm actively working on. However, I think it's important that you set boundaries everywhere in your life. So whether that's friendships, making plans, or even boundaries with family, I think can be really valuable because if you always try to get validation from like your parents or your siblings, that's going to be problematic when eventually you do move on and you do grow up and you need to find validation within yourself, right? So I think setting boundaries is really important and it's important that you have boundaries because it also shows people what you will and will not tolerate. And so for me, I, for example, try my best to not tolerate any yelling or screaming. Um, I jump a lot when I hear people yell. Like I literally jump because for me, that is a big trauma trigger. Like I just hate hearing people yell. And so I do not tolerate that. However, of course, there's certain situations that you can't control and people do start yelling and you kind of you kind of retract, just like leave the situation if people don't want to change um, to your triggers that you've already mentioned, because it's just important that you have those boundaries to protect yourself and your mental well-being. Number four is be around good people that don't tear themselves apart or others down. So when I'm saying this, I am picturing, you know, that mean girl scene where I think it's like Regina George and her minions were standing in front of the mirror. And I'm trying to forget the other girl's name. Like the other main character, the one from Africa, 
I think it was Sadie, but anyway, Regina's like standing there and they're all like picking themselves apart. Like, oh, I hate my shoulders. I hate my hips. I hate this, etc. And I remember Sadie stood there and she was like, uh, because she genuinely didn't know what to say. Like, she was like, what do I say? Like, I don't, there's nothing about me that I don't like. Like, you know, and I think it's important that you're really conscientious of who you're around because if you're around someone like that, if you're around people that constantly pick themselves apart, that constantly bully themselves, you're going to become like that. You are going to be a more insecure person if you are around insecure people. You become the closest like five people you're around. So be very mindful of who you're around. If you're around negative people that constantly trash talk themselves or others, get out of that relationship. Get out of that friendship even get out of like that, like try to distance yourself from family like that. Because if you're constantly around a very toxic, negative person, that's who you become. So please make sure that you're around good people who do not tear themselves or others down and who don't like gossip. Like, of course, a little gossip here and there is fun. But if it's constantly trash talking someone else, like, I don't know if I want to be around that kind of person or that kind of energy. Number five is practicing self-care. So I think self-care is so just stereotypical in like bubble baths and nail appointments and face masks. And that, of course, is self-care. However, I want you to also focus on the basics. Make sure that you're packing healthy food to work or school. Make sure that you're moving your body in some way, whether that's dancing or running or walking or Pilates or yoga or weightlifting, whatever. Make sure that you're doing your skincare and you're washing off your makeup at the end of the day and you're really taking care of your skin. Make sure that you're drinking your water. Make sure that you're sleeping enough, like genuinely sleep. Make sure that you're not on social media too much. I think it's important for you to understand that self-care is not just the stereotypical bubble baths. Self-care can be so much more. It is taking care of yourself, of your hygiene. It is doing the things that sometimes you don't want to do, like for example, moving your body, but you know that it's going to make you feel better in the long run. Number six is forgive yourself and watch yourself talk. I think that we do not forgive ourselves. And again, this ties into the tip number one when I talked about self-compassion. But when we mess up, we're constantly like we hold this grudge against us. And sometimes I even find myself like holding like a tally of the day of all the things I messed up or all the things I said wrong or all the ways that I stumbled in my speech or something. And that's important to just forgive ourselves, like literally forgive yourself for messing up. Forgive yourself for, for example, having a bad relationship with food. Forgive yourself for struggling to make friends because of your social anxiety. Forgive yourself for all of your flaws that do hinder you and that do hurt you. I had to forgive myself for having an unhealthy relationship with food because food was something I turned to when I was in an uncomfortable situation, right? And that's something that I had to be really honest with myself. I had to forgive myself for burning bridges and being not a nice person a few years ago because I was in a state of a lot of mental turmoil and I was in a state of self-hatred and I could hate myself and I tried to love other people, but the self-hatred leaked out and I started hating other people. So I had to forgive myself for my past mistakes. And along those lines, I want you to be, again, very conscientious of your self-talk. Be the FBI of your head. Listen to how you talk to yourself and do not tolerate any bullying. Don't tolerate any name calling, any bullying. And before you're like, I don't do that. Yes, you do. 
We all do it. So be very, very careful with what you say to yourself. Try to only say positive, uplifting things. Even today, I was on a walk and I was thinking only positive and uplifting things. And I wanted to think negatively. I wanted to think, oh, like, I don't know, my hair is kind of greasy and my skin's breaking out, etc. And I'm kind of bloated. But no, I don't let myself because I am worth more than negative words and negative self-talk. Number seven is be your own best friend. Buy yourself flowers. Take yourself on solo dates. Stop waiting around for other people to do things for you. Like I was sitting in a room with all of my classmates today and we were talking about Valentine's Day because of course that's what this week's big event was, was Valentine's Day, right? And as a single Pringle who is not ready to mingle, I was like, you know, I bought my own Valentine's Day flowers and I also bought my favorite chocolate and my favorite treats and I'm just having a blast, right? People looked at me and they're like, huh? Why do you look at me like that? I'm buying myself flowers. I got this beautiful tulip bouquet from Trader Joe's. What did you do? Nothing. Because you're sitting and waiting for a boy to do it. Honestly, it's 2024, ladies. Okay. If you don't have a Valentine's Day, that's okay. Go buy yourself flowers. Take yourself on a little solo date and stop trying to wait for people to do things for you, right? Sometimes, you know, you want to go to this coffee shop, but you feel like you have to have another person with you. No, you don't. I mean, having another person would be great, but you don't. You don't need to have a boyfriend to have flowers and a vase on your desk. You don't need to wait for a big friend group. If you want to go to a fancy dinner restaurant by yourself, it's hot to do things by yourself sometimes. Honestly, just go do it. And you know, it's kind of like hot and mysterious. Go be hot and mysterious. Number eight is limiting social media usage. So oftentimes our self-hatred and our self-dislike, and I say both because I know that I've borderlined on both of those, oftentimes this comes from comparison. This comes from having this access to like anytime we feel just a little bit bored, we can click on Instagram, we can scroll through everyone's picture perfect lives. And of course, we're going to feel pretty bad about it. We're going to feel like failures. We're going to feel fat when we see photoshopped images of women's bodies. We're going to feel like we have the most worst acne and skin ever when we see filtered videos every single day for like more than 20 minutes a day. Like, do you get what I'm saying? If you are finding yourself negatively self-talking yourself, hating on yourself, just limit your social media use because a lot of times it's this comparison. It's this comparison against our imperfect lives because again, we're with us 24-7 versus the picture-perfect Instagram and TikTok lives out there. So definitely be very mindful of social media usage and make sure that yes, you can be on it, but you have to be really careful who you follow and how much time you're spending on it. Number nine is wear clothing, do your makeup, do your hair in a way that makes you feel really confident and beautiful. I find that on days where I don't put a lot of effort into my appearance, I just kind of feel like a slob. I don't feel very hot. I don't feel very confident and I kind of don't like myself. And so when I put in so much extra effort, I mean, when I say so much, I'm meaning like 10 extra minutes of picking out a nice outfit and making sure that my makeup's on point and I did my skincare that morning and my hair is nice. I just feel like a completely different person. I'm more productive and I just feel pretty. And I know all the girls understand exactly what I'm talking about when you put on just that outfit, like those jeans that just, yes, like they fit you in all the right places and your hair is just herring and your makeup is makeuping. 
and you are just ready to go. Like I think just put in more effort in your appearance and not in a vain way, but it's in a way that gives you a little extra confidence boost every single day. Number 10 is stop apologizing for taking up space, for laughing, for making mistakes, for being human. Stop apologizing all the time. I think too often I hear so many people laugh and they're like, sorry, sorry. Or like they like say something wrong and they're like, sorry. Like, why are you apologizing, babe? Why? Because you're human? Because you made a mistake? Don't apologize. And I was, again, all of this just happens in my life. So I'm just using real examples. Today, I was talking to a girl and she knew how to do this cool origami paper crane and nobody else in that table knew how to do origami and we were all struggling. She made this beautiful crane. She was showing it off and we were all like, wow, like, you know how to do that? And we don't. And she was like, oh, sorry. Like she was apologizing for making this beautiful crane and all of us useless little vegetables were sitting around not doing anything, not even trying quite frankly. And she was apologizing. Babe, don't apologize. If you can do something better than everybody else on the table, own it and then help us and teach us how to do it. So I think it's really important that you just don't of course, apologize when you do something wrong, but it's not wrong to take up space. It's not wrong to make a mistake and say something wrong in class or stumble over your words or just laugh too loud or whatever or snort. Like you don't need to constantly apologize for just being you. All right, girls, but I hope you really liked this episode. I hope that you kind of found some ways to love yourself a little more, some ways to be more conscious of, again, how you talk to yourself, how you view yourself, and be sure to follow this podcast and all of my socials. Give it a rating, give it a review, share it on your story. As always, DM me. A lot of you girls have been DMing me lately, and it just literally makes my day. And also, for a shout out, answer the Spotify question I leave under every episode. Or you can leave me an Apple podcast review and I'll be sure to shout you out. I'll see you girls next week. Bye-bye.